Hi everyone and welcome back to Too Many Trailers. I'm Marianne. And I'm Kelsey. And this week we have really exciting trailers to talk about. Two specifically. Yes, two, which is the name of this podcast. <laughs> um, I think we like have gone through, this is what, episode technically five? Correct? Yeah, I think yeah. this will be episode Every five. single episode we have said two trailers. Like it's not... Just in case you guys forget. Or just in case our title is misleading every time i like say oh you should listen to you know our like my my friend and my like podcast they're like oh what is it called i'm like oh too many trailers like oh so t-o-o i'm like it's t-w-o gosh darn Darn it it. (laughs) anyway we Um, have two great trailers we have uh the independent film puzzle and the documentary three identical strangers excited for him i'm really excited for him all right, you want to jump into the behind the trailer facts for a puzzle? Yeah, fantastic. So the writer for this movie is Oren Moverman and Natalia Smiroff. Oren Moverman have, has done some other small, like other indie films. Right. And this is Natalia Smiroff's first real film credit that like I could find. Direct, uh, not director, like written, writing credit, yeah. Written debut. Right, yes, mm-hmm. her, her writing debut. Interesting. Uh, the director is Mark Turtletob, which is my favorite name. This episode, I feel like, is going to be filled with like a bunch of fun, like quirky names. Like you it's have like great. fun mom energy behind these names. Mark Turtletob has done Little Miss Sunshine, Three Generations, Our Idiot Brother, really good feel good movies, which I yeah. definitely got the sense of when watching this trailer. And really good other movies that started small and like did really well at film festivals right. and ended up being something that was slated probably for small release. Especially Little, Little Miss, Miss Sunshine. Sunshine. You know, that got a lot of notoriety. Alan Arkin got a, yeah. a nomination, I believe, mm-hmm. for the from the Academy. Just really, really good stuff. Yeah. So he's used to doing these kinds of films that might start up small and then might get recognized and move to like a broader, wider release. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. And the music this week um, for Puzzle is Dustin O'Halloran. And he's done other films like Lion. Oh my god, Lion! Yeah. Uh, Really good and really good music. Yes. I think it was like part of the character of the film. I mean, it was just, it was really just ever present and always there. It was so good. Yes. And um, Marie Antoinette. Another great film. And also like these really good, so if you think about like Lion and Marie Antoinette, Antoinette especially. It's, it's like, like two st- really different films. Like one is like this this period piece but it's right. also very modern in the sense of like your feeling and just the way you kind of like, encompass the film. It, it feels modern. Right. And then Lion, the story about a, you know, a young boy mm-hmm. who gets um, orphaned, yes. you know, and then adopted by another family and his right. search for his home and family, family. and whatnot. I'm getting goosebumps already. Uh, I'm gonna cry. I already cried too much while watching this trailer. Anyway. Okay, so, but you wanna, let's want to get right into in? it? Yeah. Uh, so, what are your initial feelings? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I was really, really impressed with this trailer. I, I just got the sense of there was so much, but yet so little given. Mm. And it turned mm-hmm. into this like heart swelling moment that you would kind of feel like. You're, you know, when, you know, like when you're like swimming, you're like waiting in water. Yeah. You kind of get that feeling of waiting in water. Yeah. But like a good, that good sense when like the water's like just perfect. Yeah. On like a good summer day when the wind is breezing, it's like 75. <laughs> uh, I'm like too excited for summer right now. Wow, Kelsey. <laughs> but 
that's my general sense of it. It's like a yeah. good heartfelt film. That's my initial like feeling feeling from the yeah the trailer. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a wonderful film. I was like initially I was like oh we'll see how this is, and I really actually enjoyed watching the trailer mm -hmm. and like getting everything out of it. I thought it was a really well done and well edited trailer. Oh, also. the editing was fantastic. Yeah, especially in the first like. 30 seconds Yeah, do you want it. to start talking about the opening scene? Oh, yes, I, I absolutely do. love it. Absolutely. So we we start the trailer, opening the opening scene with a an alarm clock, the the beeping and the how the editing is matching the beeping with the monoton monotony of you know her life of Agnes's life. Right. It goes from like the ticking sound of the clock and then and to her the counting and then her counting right. as well, going three, two, one, and then the trailer starts. It's. Oh. So well done. Oh my god, I got goosebumps when watching yeah, that. Yeah, it was so good. And, you know, so it starts off with that editing and then it kind of transitioned to the, the slower editing, mm -hmm. you know, the more, you know, smooth editing right. that we and you're see. Right, like, you're like normal film, film trailer, but it yeah. was a really great, like, it was a good, trenchy, like, hooking it, open. Which I always, you would always want in something to yeah. grab your attention because you're like, oh, what's this? What's going on? Rather than being like, eh, it's just another trailer. <laughs> right, right, and it really grabs you right from the beginning. Um, I wrote down, uh, my first note is that I really just want to give Agnes a hug because, you know, know, she's like in, you know, she's in therapy and what I really enjoyed about, you know, this trailer specifically is that you don't really see a lot of like women in therapy going, I'm not okay mm. because yes. in fact mostly what you see in women in therapy in film is either saying, I'm fine, or being like, I wanna, I'm going completely bonkers, or et cetera, et cetera, like right, I'm right, losing right. my mind. You don't really see someone just ground. saying, I'm not okay. Which I think is, it's pretty daring, honestly, to for a movie trailer to do that, so. Yeah, I agree. There, there were so many things that were very different about this film that yes. like stood out from how we portray women and like this caricature of like women in film. So Sony Picture Classics, uh, it, it does come up. That is a huge production company, especially attached to something maybe of this nature. I mean, yeah, there there are some really good films out of Sony Sony Picture class, uh, Classics. There's uh, the one with there's a film with Michael Shannon about this storm. I completely for taking. It's called Take Shelter. Okay, it's fucking phenomenal, and I don't think a lot of people know of it because of the fact it's so such an indie independent film mm -hmm. but Michael Shannon Jessica Chastain's in it wow. it kind of like focuses on his is this schizophrenia or is this actually happening and it kind of you know all bubbles up into this one point oh my god it's such so good and I think this production company does a lot of independent films of this caliber where they're very very right. good but kind of go under the radar Mm. which, you know, is unfortunate because there's a lot of good quality movies there. I liked going back to, like, the beginning and the ticking and, like, the the alarm and, like, her going through. You also got a lot of repetitiveness and, like, the yes. routine. So you would see her doing the same thing every day mm -hmm. um, just for that opening sequence, and that was so great. Like, because within, like, two seconds, you, uh, you completely understood who she was. Yes. Like, you totally get, because this isn't... This isn't the first time we've seen a character similar to this, you know what I mean? It's the, not like the first time we've seen those type the housewife right. that is stuck in the same routine right. that can't get the out monotony, of it. The monotony, you know, right. monotony woman or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. Like a superhero. Monotony woman. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, so we've seen this before, so it doesn't, so it's not like we're explaining a whole new, like, stereotype, Concept, a whole but new it's, character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, it does put her into kind of a new light. I felt as though her husband was such a straight-up dick. And, you know, even though that trope, again, like we're saying, like, does happen, I felt as though the motivation is not so much through her husband, like, to change, mm. but through herself as well. Yeah. Which I really liked, and because it doesn't lean on the men to right, further right, the right, plot. Right, right. And instead it, like, leans on the singular person, woman, we have here. Right. And uh, to further herself. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of monotony, I'm really liking the puzzle aspect yeah. of monotony being like, okay, you put one here, you put one there. and But it also, the breaking of it too. You know, you know, she's like, there's this one part of the trailer where she literally finishes a puzzle and her like face lights up. And like yeah. her child, I think it was her child or whatever yeah goes yes hey mom finished a puzzle and it's like something different and just right and, uh, and of course through the trailer you see that that her family automatically dismisses it and yeah, they're right. like puzzles are for kids and she's like what <laughs> what fuck that <laughs> yeah exactly like it's and, it, and you know it's trying new things like meeting new dudes like yeah. Ifran Khan's character, who plays mm-hmm. the counterpart to hers, right. um, whom is Kelly McDonald, as we should say. Yeah, oh my goodness, we didn't say the uh, And her okay. daughter is Liv Henson from the Santa Clarita Diet, mm. and uh, her dick husband, uh, in, who, <laughs> the actor who plays the dick husband, is David Denman, and he was in The Office. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, right, I remember we spoke about that last Yes. Time. But yeah, I really loved the music throughout. Oh, yes. The the swelling again made the swelling of the music mm-hmm. crying every single time <laughs> I see this trailer I cry <laughs> oh my goodness yeah and it reminded me because the music was really light throughout it it was like it was, fluffy yeah and it's good that's what I feel like you kind of got during scenes and portions probably of like the other films mm-hmm. that um, Dustin O'Halloran has done. It had a really good flow for me, and I enjoyed the music a lot. Mm-hmm. Is there really a national jigsaw competition? Oh. Can we go to one? Yeah, I can't participate. No, like, can we, like, puzzles? can we, like, just go as, like, as like, spectators? spectators? Do they have spectators at like, the national can, jigsaw puzzle like, competition? Can we, like, find this out? Like, I really want to go and just be like, no, I just, like, want to walk around and watch people do puzzles. Oh, my God. I, do you I, think they're, like, really high-strung people? Like, do you think oh, the yeah. Like, I'm, like, you know how, like, people think that ballerinas are, like, super sweet and always nice and stuff, and actually they're, like, cutthroat because they, like, do they shit just want to, like, that's all they do, and that's they just want to be the best and everything. So yeah. So they have that attitude. So it's, yeah. like, you, like, imagine, like, people at a puzzle competition. You probably, like, imagine, like, elderly grandma people or like really kind like soft people but in real life you'd like go up to like the like you'd walk past the tables and they'd be like ready to kill you for walking past their table because maybe you put shadow on some of their pieces and they can't see anymore i don't know they'll be like oh no this piece doesn't match because your shadow went over thing and now it's like wrong yeah that's what i'm afraid yeah 
So yeah. But yeah, we can go. We can go. Okay, let's go to this imaginary jigsaw competition. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll put it like in our notes somewhere if there really is. Maybe we'll send out a tweet if there's actually a national <laughs> jigsaw puzzle competition and we'll like link it. Yep, yeah, we'll, we'll, on our Twitter and Facebook page. At Too Many Trailers. T-W-O. Many trailers. Oh my gosh, we're best friends. <laughs> this trailer kind of all accumulates to her going to this certain person's Ifron Khan's house. Right. To be puzzle partners. Yes, exactly. I love that. It's amazing. And it kind of turned into this thing where we see them starting to make out, which I also cried because. <laughs> <laughs> she was. She finally got out of this like routine that you know she probably didn't want to be in, but just felt comfortable in. Yeah. And getting out of this routine, like helped her with her like self confidence and everything. I'm crying right now. Oh my god. And it just it just makes me feel like this is gonna be such a happy movie. Yeah, and it's you know when you get movies like this where you have like the woman or a character unhappy in a relationship, especially when it's a relationship, like a marriage that they've been committed to for so long and then they like start to meet someone new and they do cheat with that person. I don't, I mean, I I mean, I know, I I like understand the look because you're like, well, her husband's a dick, but I also, but also, but also it's like, it's it's still cheating. Right. Um, so it's always that toss-up of like what are, what's going to happen at the end. Is it like you're right. going to end up with this person? You're going to be back was in your marriage, or like are, a, is that person going to be it, like your like person that helps like free you out of this, but you're not going to be with them? Which is what I'm feeling like is which that's I my personal kind of prediction. Liked, because I kind of felt when watching this trailer it was like, oh, they gave it away. They gave away the whole movie, but really, in a sense, like you just said, we don't know. You yeah, know, this there's like probably three or four possible endings Mm -hmm. that this like movie can go down um just based on well it's just like what a puzzle is you're just trying to put in the pieces right oh my god kelsey i'm like a magician with words (laughs) wow master wordsmith kelsey uncle and could we call her affair a puzzling affair shut (laughs) up (laughs) sorry shut up Oh my god. Yeah, we can. I love yes. it. <laughs> Kelsey's full of the puns today. I'm just very punny today. Yeah. That was a pun, but okay. So, I feel as though this trailer was like really fast paced for, or just like there was a lot in, in yeah. there for two minutes and 16 right, seconds. Right, it felt really long. Like, I was like, wow, how long have I wa- been watching this trailer? Which is a good thing. A, no, it's a good thing. It, like, you kept your, it kept your interest yes, in definitely. and everything, which I really enjoyed because it just, it really kept you focused and you didn't miss anything. You're just like, okay. Felt like it did a really good job explaining, like, what the movie yes. was going to be about and it, like, gave you a really good picture it of what like to expect. It and everything. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I also have down that it's, a little tropey, but I not agree. completely. Like, it does fall into that independent film trailer, yes. you know, trope, mm-hmm. which we see a lot with, again, Little Miss Sunshine, like you just directed. Yeah. But also, you know, those happy-filled movies that we do see underneath the independent guys, like the separate right. tone and whatnot. Right. But it's still a good trailer, nonetheless, oh, even absolutely. though it does fall into that trope, which yeah. is fine. Like, um, brought down 
by the fact that it's tropey. Exactly, because there's a lot of trailers that can be brought down Absolutely. by their trope of, you know, is an action film, is a, a you know, comedy, comedy film. Right, exactly. Yeah. But this one definitely didn't, I mean, it did, but it didn't at the same time. Right. Same difference, essentially. Um, I also, so I'm kind of wondering if race is going to come into this movie at all. Like, I'm not sure yeah. if it's going to be the, one of those films that brings it in a little bit at some points. Like, I don't know right. if Dick Husband's going to bring up race. I, Kelsey just rolled her eyes no, so no, that, hard. No, but like, like in, in a good, good way. way. Oh my god, we should stop yes. spending as much time together <laughs> so we stop talking the same. Or if it's going to be one of those films where they just like don't even acknowledge it. Um, or if it's going to be one of those films that kind of like almost just doesn't talk about race at all. Like just doesn't bring it up. Like they're just another character. I feel like because this movie doesn't exactly take place in the current time because of the technology that we see. Like the alarm clock is more like a regular analog clock. And we don't really see self... I mean, within the, the sphere of the trailer, we don't really see a lot of present technology. Mm -hmm. And you also, especially when we go to her puzzle partner's house, you see like an old Mac computer, which is like a desktop computer purple yeah. thing. I also like feel like that guy could just be like a, a weirdo <laughs> like a weirdo and just like use an old really old school macbook computer but they also kind of touch on religion as mm -hmm. well and where it's like as long as we don't have the same as long as we have the same feelings about the pope or something oh as nature, long as i don't have to share feelings about the pope. the pope exactly so i feel like they're gonna not have to but i feel like they are gonna touch on it lightly yes we so shall see. We shall see because again, we this could take place in, you know, anywhere from early two thousand to, you know, rural America two thousand eighteen. Yeah, and right. So you have to think about where this story is also located. That right. makes a big difference on the because technology we being used see as well. that it is that there is a place in New York mm -hmm. that is shown during the jigsaw comp competition, but her house and where she lives isn't really exactly located in the most urban of areas right. it could be upstate new york who knows yeah. but i feel like it's still gonna be something that mm -hmm. is gonna be touched on yes and i think that it'll be important it won't just be that. like they're different races what up it'll be like important to the plots yes so i have one other like oh. main thought like this was my other thing that i wanted to touch yes. back on is that the difference between this film and other similar films about like housewives stuck in this situation right. and then getting into this situation is that most of the time what happens is so like her husband I'm sure is going to confront her at one point right. because of the affair and then usually how it would play out in other movies is that her husband would catch her like in the affair towards the end like in the second act mm -hmm. and then the very end would be like her and then she wouldn't go to like the pu puzzle competition right and then um she would finally like at the very end of the film like the final like sequence would be her being like you know what no i'm, I'm not gonna listen going. to you right. i am gonna go and like her showing up at the last second to the puzzle competition yes, yes. to like a puzzle competition oh, or whatever yeah. it would be yeah, so exactly. this is gonna be a little bit of a different setup 
I, than that, which mm-hmm. is really nice. So it's like yes. nice to see that you're having these like similar similar things, but like there's like kind of different paths that it's taking. But like, in this one, you can see that her husband's going to confront her, but she also goes to the competition. So you don't really know what that end scene is going to be about. Right. Exactly. You don't know the con- you don't know what the confrontation is. Yeah, and you don't know when it which happens. is does happen exactly before or after. It could happen like in the first ten minutes of the film, for yeah. all we know. Which I feel like because a lot of times trailers, they go in chronological order mm-hmm. and they kind of take us through the motions of the film. If you look back at uh, like early 2000 trailers, they literally show the whole film. Yeah. They, from point A to point B chronologically and you're like, okay, do I need to see it now? Right, right. And so this one, what it's doing, it's kind of turning the, again, trope on its head right. of, you know, okay, yeah, we're seeing point A to point B. B, but there's but also the timeline point G, also... and then like C and a half is like at the end, which is not a thing. But we're gonna make it. was like, you know what? It's another letter C and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's between C and D, C and a half. Okay. And the final thing I wanted to talk about was that this depiction of like what a normal husband is, and like that for many people, this is like. Of the picture the, of a normal like it husband. is a normal household and seeing like the normal husband who actually has abusive tendencies right. under the surface and like that you don't like that the characters don't realize it until they kind of are with, it. or until they're like in a different situation so uh, until yes. you like meet another guy that actually respects like, you on your level and then you're like mm-hmm. oh is this what that relationship really should be about? And I like films that do that because I feel like we don't do that enough, especially yes. in films. Especially, especially like showing like a husband who maybe like you know has a confrontation one time and like that's okay. Yeah. And people are like, oh, it's okay if this happens. Yeah, that's but, like but it's not okay if the other domestic. Stuff. It's like domestic showing true domestic. I mean, I shouldn't right. say true, but and like, like domestic abuse and what yeah. realis- realistic domestic verbal abuse is. Yeah, which is just it can be under the surface, it can be there, and, like, and it pe- just might not show to you know the neighbor walking down the street or at the grocery store. Yeah, and it might not even really show to the wife yet you until might, until you kind of realize it to yourself that you're right. like, oh, I met this other person who's not a toxic person nor is an abusive person. However, now I now understand. I'm understanding what a normal person is and versus I'm- this other person who is a domestic verbal abuser. Yes, and now I'm understanding that I'm in this bad relationship and in this bad spot. So I'm hoping that we really do a good job with that in this film. It would be great to see. It'd be nice. It'd be really nice and be fresh, a fresh take on things, just like they're doing a fresh take on a lot of the tropes here that are being presented to us in this film. Movie trailer, I should say. (laughs) Um, So, based on this trailer, will you go see this film? Yeah, I think so. Like, I'm so happy to say with pretty much confidence that I will see this film and not on VOD. Oh my god, this is a first. <laughs> it's the first one since the Avengers and Grindelwald. Um, so it's going to be released on July 13th and I will okay. definitely be there to go yeah. see it uh, at the local independent film theater. Great, so Down you're feeling the same way? I'm feeling the same way. I, I thought like so. Maybe like third day in. Yeah, you want to go together? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's make plans on the podcast. How? Incredible! You have uh, you have recorded proof that we'll go see this movie. And if we don't, you can follow up on us and yell at us that we haven't seen it. <laughs> well, then we'll just see it on VOD. <laughs> exactly. But but first, but first we'll see it in theaters. Yes, absolutely. All right. So we're right. gonna take a little break. Uh, we'll be right back to talk about our uh, next trailer, Three Identical Strangers. 
And we're back. Welcome. All right, so we're moving on to our second trailer of the episode, and it's a trailer for a documentary called Three Identical Strangers. I'm so excited to talk about this. I haven't seen a trailer for a documentary ever, I Yeah, think? I don't think I've ever seen one. Because it's such a weird niche category of filmmaking, I feel like, so yeah. I don't think a lot of... I mean, a lot of people are interested in, I think, the Netflix boom of documentaries has yes, really brought about a resurgence in mm -hmm. love for, you know, true crime and true crime documentaries or even just documentaries about, like... In general. In general. So I feel like this, I think, bringing a trailer for something like a documentary, I think it's a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to this documentary because yes. the fact that people are so interested in it and that people are so excited to like share it with the world, I guess, and like mm -hmm. the audience that they've made a trailer for it. Right, they're like, here it is. And everyone's like, yeah, a documentary, woo! But just some information about the um, documentary. Behind the trailer facts. Oh. As we like to say. Wow, we should make a jingle for it. Like we've made a jingle for uh, the nothing. beginning. <laughs> for nothing. For nothing. Um, the director of this documentary is um, Tim Wardle, and he has done a bunch of previous documentaries, but nothing outside of nothing the documentary. Nothing as notable yet. Right. Nothing that like stood out to me, um, but a solid base, so like that's good. Stay with what you're good at if you're good at documentaries. Good. Yeah. Like, Fabulous. Absolutely. And the music is by Paul Saunderson. And he hasn't done anything super notable. He did the film A Hundred Streets, uh, which featured uh, Idris Elba. I love him. Who doesn't love Idris Elba? Everyone loves Idris Elba. It's especially true. Idris Elba. But like in a good way. Like yeah. a positive affirmation way. That was like the perfect thing to say. <laughs> um, and he also did some of the music for the Shannara Chronicles. That big fan. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Show. Good. I remember seeing it at, like an ad for Comic Con, or just like one big floor to ceiling ad. I'm a big fan. Big fan. There's there's a little bit of queer. Ooh, nice. So the release date is June 29th, which is the end of as of this recording this month. Right. And the three men that are featured in this documentary are Robert Shafrin, David Kelman, and Eddie Galland. So they all have different names, so we all know that kind of, you know, from the start, different families that they were brought up. I'm really excited to see that be explored throughout the documentary. Yes, exactly. To see where they come from, where, where they grew up in, was an urban, suburban, kind of mix of right, both. Right, like where, right. where, you know, their personality is coming from, where their nurture is coming yeah, from. the nurture versus nature Nate. thing. I think that'll be a huge oh, part of this documentary. I think it'll be prominently featured. <laughs> At least 85%. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect amount. <laughs> Thanks. So this trailer was actually a lot more like thrilling than yes. I thought it was going to be. It was really I exciting. Thought it, I thought this whole documentary was just going to be about the brothers all finding each other, but then there's then so much of, more. There was, like, there's a twist and yeah, everything. Yeah, and like and it's... A twist that they don't—they don't tell you all the details of, which is good. Which is good because, because then it'd be ruining the documentary. I don't need to see the documentary. I now. feel like a lot of times with documentaries, especially documentaries in this kind of light of mystery, they kind of mm. do ruin like the 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 suspense. I mean, like, and in, like, he the killed them, and I was like, but I wanted to watch. Why? I know it'll be in like the like description of the movie, <laughs> right? It'll be like crazy killer 
like nice neighbor turned crazy killer and you're like well now i know who the killer, killer was. is it's the nice neighbor so that was like when i was just watching through i was like wow this is going to be interesting like i would just want to hear about like the psychological effects of that but then it was like and there's and like halfway through there's like a scene where that woman goes right. and then and this things is what started happened. funky you're welcome. You're right. It's like that. And then we were like, and that's when things started to get weird or something. And yeah, I, exactly. I was like, what? what? <laughs> I was like, what could be weirder than finding out you're an identical triplet that you didn't know about? We start the trailer with some of the worst B-roll I have ever seen, though. I just oh have gosh. to step back and say this. Whenever they show New York or some other, like, certain <coughs> location, it's just, they always show, like, the same four spots. And I understand that it's something that they have to do to establish a location. And it's recognizable for a broader audience. For a broader audience. audience, and I get that. However, there are so many more recognizable <laughs> places for New York than just, you know, the, the Brooklyn Bridge or, like, the Empire State Building or Grand Central. It's like, everyone knows that's New York. You know, you can show a picture of, like, Central Park or even, list, like, some weird apartment building. I feel like you'd understand. But I mean, then it could be any city killer. It can, but then you'd like have a, like a yellow taxi and someone going, "I'm walking here," and like you get it. Like it's, yeah. I just have a problem that I they know. should probably just do. It. And I understand that, like, if it was in Chicago, they'd do like the Bean or like the towers or the architecture. Or if in California, they'd show like L.A. or Hollywood. Like I get it, but there's other parts that you can show to really understand New York too. And it's just like a personal problem I have because a lot of movies that take place in New York give the same B-roll. And it's just, it's over it's and true. over again. It's like, you see the bridge, you see the buildings. It's like, I get it. Show me a slice of pizza. And then, I, then I'd be okay. <laughs> I can't wait to like track through the other trailers we watch and see what else is set in New York City. And then like watch Kelsey like react to like how they... <laughs> encapsulate that it's filmed in New York City. I'd be like in the theaters and be like, fuck this shit. Fuck this. I can't believe they showed that shot of the Empire State Building. And Kelsey like fucking like flips her popcorn over and storms out of the theater. She's like, I'm not watching this trailer anymore. (laughs) Even though I've already paid my $12. Yeah, you fucking better stay in that movie if you paid $12. (laughs) Get those nice seats. Just take a fucking nap. If yeah, you I'll just be like, put in some noise-canceling headphones. I'll put in a podcast, you know. You know, I'll sleep there. Okay, so <laughs> my next note was like, do you have any notes from like more the beginning of it? The, I really only have like general notes. I have like some, I feel like there's going to be, like we see that there's going to be reenactments and I feel like. Yeah, how do you feel about that? I'm kind of on the fence about it because of the fact that it can be kind of hokey at times, but I feel like what they're doing is that they're putting natural conversation into a Mm -hmm. reenactment. They're not like making it like a total unsolved mystery situation here where it's like Matthew McConaughey like acting out a scene. Yeah. I don't think, and I hope they're not super dramatized. You know how sometimes, right. like, when you watch, like, shows, like, Untold Stories of the ER or something mm-hmm. like that, oh, the, and yeah. then they're, like, yeah. the person coming into the, like, oh, like David Toothing room is, like, oh, my God, and literally, like, and, and you're, like, where did you learn to act? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I hope they're not, like, too dramatized, but, but I, I feel like this is crazy. a more, this is going to be a better, like, 
uh, this is going to be a documentary. They really work to appeal to a greater audience. Right. So I feel like it's not. Gonna it's be not going to be size, and that's going to that would be my main problem with the. They're just going to be like overacted too much. Exactly. I hope not. I kind of get the same feeling. It's just we can only hope we, we can cross our fingers. I mean, if it is, I don't think there's going to be a lot of reenactments. I feel like it's going to be, be a lot of um, home movies. And yeah, that'll be that's really older that's footage, really which I feel like immerse immerses yourself into this world of funkiness. Because yeah. they do show like a lot of like interviews from the '70s and '80s, yeah, which yeah, I really, really, really enjoy. I love that stuff in documentaries. I feel like when we're watching this trailer, there's reviews intermixed, yeah. and which kind of took me away a little bit, but there's some extremely notable, yeah. Roger and Ebert, you I know, was Vanity really Fair, impressed. I think it was. Yes, Vanity Fair was in there. Like EW, Collider, names, just a yeah. lot of really big names, which I, I'm a little shocked about, I want to say, because especially when something kind of goes under the radar. You don't yeah. hear, you know, the RogerAndEbert.com reviewing this type of sh- movie. Right. So it's definitely gone through, like, the film festivals to gather this notoriety yeah. to this point where they're like, oh, fuck, we got to put together a trailer, which right. I really right. enjoyed. And I think that brings a little bit of hype into it. Yes, and I feel like maybe because it's a trailer for a documentary, which is not a type of film that generally has trailers, they really felt like... This by putting those reviews in the middle, it was the way, a way to really show that this was gonna be a critically acclaimed and really well yes. has been really well received by critics already, um, and that was their way to really showcase that to the audience of mm-hmm. the of the trailer. Yeah. Do you want to go into the kind of like the second half? Because I feel like there's two halves. There's the happy-go-lucky part, and then there's right. like the and then weird... there's like the whoa drama. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So it's crazy so I had like some so as I was watching as I was watching I was like having really outlandish thoughts also I was like what if they were intentionally separated what if they're intentionally separated for science experiments and oh my gosh and it's weird what if they shit I was like what if it's like orphan black kind of crap I was like I can't handle that in my life and I was like oh my gosh and I was like flipping out and that's so great though like the fact that this documentary trailer can like put me into that kind right. of a oh my gosh what's gonna happen like because this was essentially yeah the time frame when the these three individuals were born happened during this era of like right. scientists doing all these unethical Henrietta Lacks and yeah. everything and, and um like all the other experiments you hear about like the Phillips and Bardo like right. the Stanford prison right that's a little later but that. essentially in the same era yeah because that that's in the 70s so they were born in like you know maybe the 50 late 50s, late, late 50s, 50s probably there. like 59 or something but right. that's that era where we were really doing all of these things without asking for permission and not mm-hmm. thinking that permission was important and not thinking about the psychological effects that it would exactly. have long term past what they were looking for exactly so I'm so interested to see exactly what happened. And I'm also, like, as I was thinking, I was like, how did I never, even if it's not part of some crazy experiment and that's what just my mind just, going crazy. What if it's just, like, these parents just gave up these children, gave what up if these they two were, other, like, willingly ado- uh, put these children up for adoption, which is a vi- can be a very true thing. It's shitty, but it's, very, you know, a very true thing that could possibly happen. Yeah. And is it that the family, the parents kept one child and put the other two in adoption or were all three sent into adoption like did 
did the wife tell the husband that she had maybe triplets? And she was like, I, I don't want to Like, I mean, I mean, who knows? But yeah, you would you would show, but who knows? Yeah, which just, I really like because it doesn't give too much away. It keeps that mystery. Yeah, the fact that we're asking these questions is so good. I love it. And it also made me think, like, even if this wasn't part of some crazy experiment, and it was just it's just a story about these three. Um, It'd be still triplets. interesting. How is this? No, no. I mean, but how did? How, how do we not know about this? Right. Oh, yeah. Right. I, it's I, like I've taken all these psychology classes. My yeah. my undergraduate degrees in psychology. How do I not know about this? Like I I took a ethics class and before during my uh, biology degree. How was this not brought up? Right. Why I asked my family about this and they have never heard of this thing. Right. Was it only in this just one small town? But I feel like. It's not because they went on like this, like what national, like, like it looked like a national like tour of tour um, of you know different like talk shows and stuff like that, like right. explaining their story and all of this, because the the trailer shows you that the first two of them met at in college. college and then it became something just in the news years later. Wow, right? That's insane. And that like you just randomly end up at the same college. It's crazy. That that I. It'd be interesting to see if the parents did that intentionally. If they even knew. If they even knew. Because, because if these parents, like, honestly just adopted them all at different times, like, right. but then they might not have even known. Do you think they're in the same city? I don't know. Because the third guy was like, oh, this dude looks just like he you. He saw it in the paper. So, oh. like, it was, like, making enough thing. Like, it was gathering enough traction to of the twins being found. And so then they, and then they found the triplet. Somewhat, like, at least... And how crazy Not that? regionally, but, like, kind of, like, statewide then. At, at least. At least. But then you would think that this would have made, like, worldwide news, and this is... This is pretty heavy stuff, depending on, like, what route that they would have taken in the but, paper. Yeah. Do you think the journalists took a deeper route? I have no idea. Like, yeah, I asked oh, like, my parents and my reader. family, too, and nobody had heard of this. How did we... But how did you not know when three fucking people who look exactly the same as for the pictures that are being shown, you know, like, how did they just be like, oh, we're the same? <laughs> or are they just three people that just look the same? But um, still, like, do we even know they're actually siblings? I mean, if they all have the same birth date... And if they were all adopted from the same well, place. Well, true, true. But that's never told to us, though. This well, is that just we know it. This is just from the trailer. Well, we have a lot of questions <laughs> just from this trailer. Um, a lot of them that we can't answer until we see this film. I'm so excited on to June see it. On June 29th. Do you yeah. think this will be on Netflix, or do you think this will be a, a theater release? I'm thinking that they might do a select theater release. You know okay. some when some films come out and they're like only in larger cities like, like New York. New York, Boston, LA, Chicago. Right. Stuff like and that. And then they'll if depending on how well it how goes, that they'll do a little wider or they'll just go straight to Yeah, Netflix. or sometimes you know when they do like a limited like two weeks in, right. like, and then you're in like, the smaller theaters and you're like, <laughs> you're Okay, I've gotta run it. right now, I guess. <laughs> Either that or if they go straight to Netflix, which still it would not be a bad Everybody That's watches a pretty their good. I mean, I watched the strangest documentaries at two a.m. Yeah, on Netflix, and I feel like it might be difficult to get people to pay to watch a documentary in theaters, just because so many people are now used to watching in VOD. But I would love, I, I would, would love, love to see, to see a documentary in theaters. It would be so cool to me, at least. Well, not your normal, not your normal movie goer. So it's true. So, so I, I think we answered our I final think, question though. <laughs> We would both love to see it in theaters. 
So yeah, absolutely. But if it's not, absolutely, we'll see it on VOD the day yeah. it drops. Absolutely. Like I'm gonna see it from whatever streaming site it's available on. If I just <laughs> sign up for a free trial, I'll do it. If I have to sign up for a free trial for Hulu, I'll do it and then cancel my <laughs> subscription immediately before they start. Okay, <laughs> because broke. <laughs> That was all we had. That's the end of our episode. Yeah. Wow, that kind of flew by, honestly. Nice work. Okay. Wow, we just did a very different handshake thing than we normally do. Everything's fine. So if you feel the need or desire, or if you wanted to make us really happy people by reaching out to us on social media, you could. You can go to Facebook. You can go to at Too Many Trailers on Facebook, TWO. You can go to Twitter and tweet at us. We have a pretty active Twitter account at TWO Trailers, Too Many Trailers, TWO. Uh, or you can email us at Too Many Trailers, TWO, Many Trailers at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's just a hello. We would love to hear any and all thoughts. A constructive criticism, if anything, would be appreciated. So keep subscribing on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud, we're on Anchor.fm. Which is a cool little... It's such a great new hosting, hosting site, that we're site. Using. Thank you, Anchor.fm. We are not sponsored by Anchor.fm. Not at all. This is a free plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Marianne, it was great to see you. It was great to talk with you, Kelsey. As well as that. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side for next episode. Bye! Bye! <laughs> <laughs>